0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. You know that means it's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast, and we are going to talk all about championship gold tonight, because out of thin air, Hmm. there's a new championship. There's going to be a new world champ as of this week. So... Things got interesting. We got a lot to get into. We're going to talk about that. There's some legal drama going on and people showing up in different companies. All kinds of exciting stuff going on in wrestling, and we will get into all of it. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Everybody, it's Thursday night. Your big gold wrestling podcast is live. We are here. We're going to be talking the week in wrestling. And my has it been a week in wrestling. We got the three man power trip here tonight because some folks are at movie premieres, all kind of events going on with the NFL draft tonight and stuff. So, not the entire crew in the house tonight, but you got me, Will. You got Damien across from me at the top of the screen and the giant crab Jamal down at the bottom. How's it going, gentlemen?
1: That's good, guys. How are you?
2: Let's go Knicks. <laughs>
0: That's right. It is playoff season two, so no shortage of things happening tonight to get into. So and the Rangers ask, and
2: Devils for those who are yeah, following hockey.
0: Hockey, basketball, you name it. It's all happening. It's a busy Thursday night and it's a busy weekend wrestling. And hell, we'll just get right to it because it got crazy right at the beginning of the week when there were rumors going around and announcements made that Triple H was going to have a big announcement that was going to change everything in WWE. And we know we have a draft starting tomorrow night. That's one thing. And that had already been announced. But, you know, plenty of times these announcements are talked about. There's something big's going to happen. It's going to be something big. And <laughs> for once, I would say this was something pretty big because it does change the landscape of things pretty significantly. Right. And what I am talking about is on Raw, it was announced that there is now going to be, I guess, again, in some ways, a world heavyweight championship in WWE. They have introduced a new physical belt. Looks kind of like the big gold belt that this show is named after with a big old WWE logo smacked right in the middle of it in a lot of ways. Cause got to have that Brandon, you know, Mm -hmm. that Brandon's gotta be important these days when you got Patrick Mahomes carrying your belts around and, Holding them up non-stop at Super Bowl parades. So I get why they made it the way it look the way it looks, but the bigger story is world heavyweight title, with the story being that Roman Reigns is still your unified, undisputed WWE champion. But with the draft coming, they feel there needs to be a champion. For both sides. So right there, where we can talk about that part. We can get into that in a minute about the idea of how this is going to be, I guess, impacting the draft and rosters going forward. But the main thing Triple H said was everybody is up to be drafted. Roman Reigns will be drafted to either Raw or SmackDown. Wherever he goes, if he stays on SmackDown, then this new world heavyweight title belt will be on Raw. If Roman Reigns goes to Raw, then this new World Heavyweight title belt will be on SmackDown. Wherever Roman goes, the other belt will go opposite of that to even things out. And then they will be crowning the first champion at Night of Champions at the end of May on the next big Saudi show. So that's the playing field. We don't know anything more than that at this point. Just the big picture of what's happening. So first things first, I guess, general thoughts here on the whole idea of this. Let's go to you first, Damian. Uh, we got a world heavyweight title coming up out of nowhere. So what's the deal, man?
2: Well, the deal is Hunter has been obsessed with the world heavyweight championship for many, many years. The big gold belt itself. So it doesn't surprise me that he would do a reincarnation of that same belt, like you said, Will, with the branding of WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh Look, we've been thinking about this for a while, how they're going to break the belts apart, how they're going to separate things. The draft gave them an out. It really did. It gave them an out. You know, they can do storylines now with how what we do with the secondary belt that Roman has. Here's what I'm more worried about, and we've talked about this before. At what point does that championship, does it start off as the B championship already because the mm-hmm. big dog, the tribal chief has... The WWE World Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. Sort of like when Big E won his title before they unified the before they unified the titles, that felt like an undercut. Because remember a promo once where Roman said, You're a B champ, you're a B champion, you're on the B show. That's why I'm on the mm-hmm. A show to Drew McIntyre. Right. So whoever wins this belt in the tournament or what have you at night of champions. That goes a long way in trying to establish this new title as something to be fought over that is on par with the WWE World uh, Combined Championships of the Universe. So, it'll be interesting for me who they pick to be that 1A champion. Or if there even is one aside from Seth Rollins on, on this roster to fit the 1A champion mold to go against the Travel Chief. Unless... Roman's going on vacation. He'll be like deuces. I'm in Honolulu. I'll catch y'all, you know, at WrestleMania or something to that effect. Now, if we're just talking about the way the belt looks, don't really care. I know the internet The internet was up and outraged over it. It looks like the World Heavyweight Championship from 90- circa 1996 on, just with the WWE plates. No biggie. It's not atrocious. It w- it's not the hardcore title. It's not the first version of the Universal <laughs> title. So... It's fine. It's a B title in looks and in prestige.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what my problem is. It looks, it doesn't look like a prestigious title. It nope. doesn't look like something that you'd want to you you want to fight over. W- right. w- which makes sense because Roman has the belt already, or the two belts, or however they make that work. Uh, so my question is because it seems very, really weird, the way you're explaining it, is Roman has two belts that he unified. Mm-hmm. So instead of making that into something else, Correct. Uh, maybe uh, supplanting that with a different belt itself and making this brand new uh, small gold belt, because it's really not that big, but the, um, the, the medium-sized gold belt, making that the new title that Roman has, okay, cool, they decided to do the same thing over again Mm -hmm. and have two belts? (laughs) It feels like we're going backwards in a way. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand the logic behind that because Roman's the SmackDown and Raw unified champion. Correct. Someone else is the heavyweight champion. So then does that mean that they're going to do the weight class thing and anybody under 225 or whatever their version of a heavyweight is can never try uh, for that championship? Um, you know, is it, is it that like, and not that they would ever do it, but they did it with Daniel Bryan. He could never be eligible for this belt. Right. So I'm just trying to figure out what its place is in the ecosystem. I don't really like the design of it. It really looks like a very, you know, cheesy version of a belt that they've already done before. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course the the branding, branding, branding. but, um, but you know, you got to sell that merch. I, I just don't understand on a bunch of different levels, why it exists, and and then of course because it seems to be a compilation prize, a sympathy belt, a participation belt, um, a <laughs> hey uh, Cody in hindsight belt, uh, we're gonna do a different thing belt. I'm I'm just really 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 confused as to why, what this even is, what what does it do, and then if Roman moves to SmackDown. Uh, permanently or, or flip flops or whatever, does that person just automatically vaporize to the other show? Um, why would you do that? You know, but then again, Roman has a SmackDown belt and a Raw belt, so why do we have a SmackDown belt and a Raw belt again? It, it's just, it, it's, it's oddly bizarre to create a belt that's supposed to be the top title for no. A, parent reason i'm I'm really just confused about it to be honest with you
2: unless it's for the network i don't uh that's my number one reason for like one of the networks said yeah we need our own champion sorry
0: could be part of it i mean the way they did it yeah was awkward in the respect that there wasn't an angle other than just Mm -hmm. triple h making this announcement he did you know specifically mention about that you know, Roman isn't here all the time. He has a preferred contract and all this and we need, you know, they were trying on raw. They were playing up the idea of this is going to be the, the belt for, you know, the guys who are here all the time, the full timers, the, the fighting man's championship, you know, the working man's championship, like they used to call the intercontinental title. But for me, it's like, well, until that actually happens, You can't just will that into existence just by saying it, you know, that's gotta be proof is in the pudding. You know, you got to a couple months down the road, you could start talking about that once you actually have someone carrying the thing, but just to be like, well, you know, this is going to be the fighting championship. And it's like, well, uh, you haven't even had a match yet. You haven't even said who's going to be competing for it or anything like that. So, I mean, my initial gut reaction when I heard the whole thing, when I became clear what they were doing, I was just like, man, this is the this is the you can't beat the Tribal Chief Championship is what it comes down to. Like you said, it's almost like a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. So that's where, to me, it becomes really key. The first person that gets this thing, whoever it's going to be, it they got to be, I think, very careful about how they do this. And I think the number one person who cannot get it out of the gate is Cody Rhodes coming off of WrestleMania. I think that Whoa. would just be Whoa. a horrible look it would make so bad for him getting that out of the gate. So it can't be Cody. It's gotta be someone else. I think the front runner is Seth Rollins since it's been quite some time since he's had a top title. He hasn't been in Roman reigns orbit since like last year at the Royal rumble. He already, you know, hinted Mm -hmm. at being interested in it on raw. So I think it was a handful of people because Austin Theory was throwing his name in there. And I'm like, nah, I, I think it's, I think the key things in my mind, and I'll let you guys weigh in. I think it needs to be a face. It needs to be a baby face. It needs to be, it needs to be someone the fans are into, I think, to, uh, to really establish this thing as something for the fans to care about. So we already got Heat. Roman Reigns as the ultimate monster, top boss, you know, heel champion there is. You can't redo that with this new one. This needs to feel different, I think in every possible way. So I think it needs to be someone who's liked and Lord knows people are singing Seth Rollins music every time he shows up. So Seth is my front runner. Damien, you got any thought anyone else you can think of who might be a good fit for this to get it off the ground.
2: When you say it that way about booking a top baby face on, you know, on one of the brands for the new belt, like if it's raw, Bobby Lashley, maybe if you're not going to go with Seth Rollins, uh, who else? That's what the Miz. No, he's a heel, so you got you don't have a lot of established baby faces on Raw. Now, if that belt goes to SmackDown, just say if the belt went SmackDown, uh, you'd have a litany of people to go for it. You'd have a Montez Ford potentially, Angela Dawkins. Ooh. Uh, and I just thought about that while talking. Like he's someone that if there wasn't a Seth Rollins, I would take a quick gamble on someone like him but the dearth of main event faces save for cody and remember rollins is supposed to be a heel in general with the outlandish outfits and the cackle (laughs) you know so he's supposed to be a heel and yet here we are singing his anthem uh the obvious choice is rollins but i don't i think it's too obvious don't you think
1: uh, mean, some... just, how close is Cody to be a uh, being a Grand Slam champion? Mm, he's,
2: he's never, never won had the idea. U.S.
1: title. Okay, so he, he would need to win I that seen. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one. He's been an Intercontinental champion, definitely. Correct. Yeah. He's been a tag champion, definitely. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but he never won the U.S. title, right? No. No. Okay. And no if form he had, of the world title. And definitely, definitely no form of the world title. Uh, but if he had. This would be very interesting to see if they would want to make him the grand slam champion, because you just need the top belt, the two secondary belts and a tag belt. So, but he has, he's only halfway there, but uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a weird situation to be honest with you.
0: Here's another name that comes to mind. What about Drew McIntyre?
2: I, I was just thinking as a, as a, if you believe the rumors about his contract being up sh- uh, soon and him not liking the way his creative has been recently. Could that be something to entice him to come back and say, Hey, we know we, we jobbed you to Roman and Cardiff or Wales, but here's this belt again, the B plus belt for the B plus champ. <laughs> All yours, buddy. Have fun. Or Sheamus. I Ooh. would rather give the belt to Seamus. Sheamus to finally get another title based on the work he's been putting in. And half of that probably goes to Walter, uh, you know, whatever they call him nowadays, uh, Gunther. But I wouldn't mind seeing Seamus win this title if they're going to do this tournament. But this smells of bring Drew back. This smells of alluring someone if it's not going to be Rollins. They're never going to put the belt long-term on Lashley. Let's, it's past that point. He, the guy can't talk more than five sentences without stumbling. So that's the only way they can go.
0: Mm-hmm. Only I like the idea you mentioned. It, it'd be a long shot for it to happen, but God, if you wanted to skyrocket Montez Ford and Easy. really get some damn attention and just like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone thinking, he you know, probably could get an intercontinental title or a U.S. title first, but like, Hell, if he has leapfrogged right to like, you know. Literal and
2: figuratively, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Did his giant frog splash all the way to this brand new belt as like a totally out-of-the-box idea. I wouldn't hate it.
2: And now that you're talking about it, it reminds me, doesn't him and Bianca have a reality show that they're going to have to promote? Oh,
0: there was. Yes, there was talk of them doing something. I think it was, you know, in the, I don't know if they're filming anything yet, but it was definitely in development. So that,
2: if it's being shot or they're going to shoot it, wouldn't it be fun to actually have uh, uh, the champions in the same house talking about their championship lives? <laughs> Roads to the
0: top baby. all over again. <laughs> oh,
2: you know what? I, I'm I in my right mind would never watch Roads to the Top, but I would give Montez and Bianca a quick glance over to see their life just. Do they just work out all the time? Are they always like so hyper and competitive? Like I would like to know this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that show. If that's happening anytime soon, but yeah, that's as it's a possibility. And I think in the end, the big question now is going to be, we got to see how this draft shakes out Mm -hmm. in the next two days. And I guess once we know that, then they'll probably come back next week and be like, okay, uh, by the way, here's what we're doing with this thing. Cause they didn't give any kind of, you know, whether it's going to be a tournament in the month of May that ends in Saudi, or if it's going to be something that completely just happens in Saudi. Like, you know, they do some qualifying matches and have a four way. They, 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 haven't given any kind of idea of what's being done to get this off the ground and what, what form it's going to be. We just know it's going to happen. The champion will be crowned in Saudi at night of champions. But other than that, we don't know any of our specifics yet, so they they got details to work out in this whole thing. Uh, any other thoughts on it? I guess I feel like I've said anything I gotta say about it.
2: Same.
1: and it, it'll be interesting to see how after the draft NXT plays into what the uh, the World Heavyweight Championship picture is going to do, and it'll be also interesting to see if it becomes like the A minus Championship or if it becomes like the you know, B plus plus championship, like, well, we don't have a new main title, we have a third secondary title. So I don't know. I it's that it, yeah, it's just a lot of wait and see.
0: Yeah, that just reminded me that that was the one thing I was thinking that might happen because a lot of people kept going back and forth whether it's the second title or whether it's the third title, because the universal, of course, is still, you know, technically around. Roman is carrying both belts still. Yeah. I got a feeling, I don't know about anything about this is really happening or not, but I got a feeling with Knight of Champions being day 1,000. I could see a deal at day 1,000 where they present Roman with a new singular belt. The Universal is never seen again. And it's just down to, you know, okay, we have one undisputed WWE title or whatever they're going to call it. Because I assume at this point that the my assumption was, The moment that new belt showed up to me, the message was they're never splitting that universal off again. That's just, that's done. So I think they just need to physically get rid of it in storyline. And I could totally see a scenario where day 1000 to commemorate the 1000th day of the tribal chief. Here is a, a singular title befitting the tribal chief. And then we only see, you know, that belt and the new belt going forward, but who knows just yet another detail. They got to, work out or you know the other scenario i already heard people kicking around the idea that oh, they they do this you know for the next you know year they get this title off the ground it just builds up to next year's wrestlemania and roman's gonna go after whoever has that belt if it's cody or somebody else and then we'll have the triple crown in wwe we'll have all three belts unified and have the triple crown in the states like we used to have in japan
1: so
2: Let's not do that. Please no. Please no.
1: (laughs) Let's not do that. Oh, no. No trouble Brown.
2: But I will say this. This completely undermined WrestleMania's result with Cody dropping the belt. I know a lot of people are are mixed on it, but we just said at the beginning of the show, Cody can't win this belt because it's the Cody Constellation Prize, as y'all said. But what bugs me is that if they knew this was the plan of separating the titles at some point this was the best you can come up with instead of having Cody win it and saying, you know what? I have the belt I want, the one my dad couldn't get. I will give someone else a chance to be another champion. And that's, that's, ah, babyface right there. But right. this loss now makes no sense. It makes it invalid aside from the story because now Cody's going to be the third or fourth person in the mix now, as opposed to the top two?
1: Yeah, how it fits in. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How much of Vince returning uh, changed the game of what the title would have been?
2: You know what? Considering that the, the rumor was he ripped up all of Raw's past script this past Monday, I'd say it's a good chunk.
0: Well, do keep in mind, this belt did physically have to be made. So it did not just get pulled out of thin air. At some point, this was commissioned and made. So I don't think they just pulled that up Monday afternoon (laughs) out of nowhere. There's definitely been rumors that they had a new belt for a while now. And I think the question has just been how they were going to introduce it and when they were going to introduce it. And I guess between the combination of the draft happening and all that, it was, okay. this is the time to. To do it, we'll do it now for you know once hour post WrestleMania, and I think that okay that's the other thing in this whole scenario that I think it also signals is that it sure sounds like that we're going back to more restricted Raw roster, SmackDown roster. Whereas for the past year, it's been pretty much hey bloodlines everywhere, Judgment yeah. Day goes wherever, KO and Sammy go wherever. Sounds like that's coming to an end, and I don't know if I'm excited about that because the shows have been better with a lot more fluidity in my mind. And I don't know about locking things down, but you tell me there's going to be a title on each show. That sounds like they're going to be locking things down again. So, I mean, is anyone excited about that? Cause I'm not personally not.
2: No, because remember what they tried to do with the SmackDown six during the Heyman, mm -hmm. you know, the Heyman reign that wound up being the a show for a while, just for in-ring purposes. And then raw was more the soap opera which we saw as it kept going forward during the brand split. But one show always wound up being the A-plus show, and then another show wound up being the c show. For a long time, it was Raw, and then SmackDown was kind of bringing up the rear. And then it changed a little bit, where SmackDown, when it became live for a little while, became the A-show, especially with the Bloodline stuff, and Raw became the C-show. All that does is reinforce the same thing. How can you evenly parse these talents across the, these two shows and make it watchable all around without having something with a surprise twist to it, like the wild card rule, which was freaking stupid to begin with, or the superstar shakeup or what, what have you. How are we going to keep interest? How is, is creative going to be able to keep interest for two separateized shows when you have to separate the two and they shall not cross the streams? Well,
1: well clearly, they're just going to have to have a plan. Uh, you know, if you have a dedicated team doing the thing, you can definitely make both shows work. The problem is uh, Vince definitely has his hands in, in the cookie jar and has uh, broken the cookie jar. And now there's crumbs everywhere. Mm. And that's, you know, for better or worse, it is what it is. Now, as far as SmackDown being one show with its own continuity and storyline, they just need to keep it consistent, because if you're watching one thing or the other it's really hard to keep up with and also more importantly than that they have a large roster and if you're only going to see the same six to ten people you know the same ten guys you know five women on the same show then what's the point of having such a large roster if you're really just writing for one storyline that's split amongst two shows instead of writing for two shows so it's time to you know fish or cut bait with this whole uh you know with the writing uh, process and and then of course if the rumors are true and they may or may not be uh Vince ripping up a 3 hour show script would be um you know minutes before the show starts obviously is not best for business either
0: yeah if that if we're getting back to those days even if he's not physically there in the building definitely something to uh keep an eye on and uh have our radar out and about ready to see what's what happening with, but I don't, we'll see. I mean, I think the next few shows will be interesting. because so we got the draft. We got to see how that shakes out. And then they got to drop the deal about, okay, how is this happening? What's the plan here? And then truly, if we see if these rosters, you know, get locked in on these two shows. So anyway, that's, I think enough on the new world title. Right. We'll see what happens with that. So I think let's do this. It's our almost halftime. So close enough. We'll do our halftime. Let's do our mid show break. We'll have our indie spotlight when we come back after this. And then we'll get into some more stuff, including some legal drama in the writer's room that we were just <laughs> discussing. And then some people showing up in some companies that we have not seen in a while, all kinds of exciting rumors going on. Stay with us folks. It's Thursday night. Your big gold belt. Re- yeah, your big gold belt there you go. wrestling podcast. We'll be back right after this.
2: Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just uh, casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com.
0: Yes, indeed, folks. We are back. It is Thursday night. Thanks for being with us. And when we come back out of halftime, we always like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here is Giant Crab with this week's Indie Wrestling Spotlight.
1: Yep. Uh, So this week we're going to Clive, Iowa, just outside of Des Moines. Uh, Beautiful uh, Des Moines. I was just there. Uh, Saturday, May 6th at the Horizon Events Center. That's 2100 Street Northwest in Clive, Iowa. It is Wrestling Revolvers Mayhem for All. A lot of interesting matches on here. Steve Macklin, uh, who is your Revolver World Title uh, holder uh, versus Mike Bailey. Uh, Alex Shelley versus Shinge Hiro Eri. And... uh, a dream death match, which you know, I mean, there's a lot of hype that goes into promoting the show, but I think that this is actually apropos. You have Sammy Callahan versus Masha Slamovich and a dream death match. So, uh, the beat and greets at six, the doors open at seven, the show starts at eight, all central time. You can get tickets, uh, at res- pro wrestling slash mayhem for all. You can watch the TV, you can watch the show and fight. But it's Saturday, May sixth, 2023, that's next weekend. The Horizon Event Center. Uh, 2100, 100th Street Northwest in Clive, Iowa in the Des Moines metro area. One other thing, you have um, Dynamite is coming to our area. They're going to be in Baltimore on uh, uh, in, in May. That's next week. On That's next Wednesday. And uh, SmackDown and Backlash, our next weekend, that's going to be down in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So uh, that's kind of a show that's kind of crept up, you know, not really hearing a lot of buzz about the show, but... Ah, uh, good on them for doing taking the one show and turning it to two, but SmackDown being in Puerto Rico, and then you have uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver in uh, Des Moines and Dynamite here uh, in the Baltimore, uh, DC area. So get your natty bow and your crab cakes, and uh, go see some uh, wrestling there, hun, for the indie spotlight this week.
2: And let me there just jump go. in real quick. Well, I've been to a Revolver show. Club Iowa was a lot more beautiful than the name would imply. That was actually the first place when I stayed in Iowa. This is about three, no, four years ago. Uh, First place I learned about Avocado Toast. Apparently, there's a hipster part of Iowa that I didn't know existed. But the show itself, it is so action-packed from start to finish because I believe it's still owned by Sammy Callahan. So it's a lot of his friends, his impact friends, but they get to cut loose. And a lot of the action is nonstop. You don't have a wasted moment. There's really no filler matches on these shows. Uh, typically, So if you're going in attendance, be prepared for a lot of uh, bodily fluids flying out of the ring. Cause that's you know, def- before the death match. Uh, and uh, yeah, always remember to hold your valuables just in case a wrestler falls on top of you. So there you go.
0: <laughs> Pay attention when you go to these indie shows, cause you never know where someone might be flying or some debris might be flying. Or as we saw this week at some show, some flammable materials may end up in, your face or a wrestler's face uh, you just never know so always be on your toes when you're at these indie shows that's my advice to you all right let's get back into things get into our second half here we got a uh, motor torque wrestling here watching on youtube and he's got all kinds of ideas i guess regarding the draft and uh he's talking about Joe Gacy and Ava debuting with Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss forming the Wyatt 6 on SmackDown. So that would be some call ups, some returns, and all kinds of drama that, hey, at this point, n- nothing would shock me. Nothing would shock me. I, the draft, they always like to use, I say, as like a kind of a reset and a palate cleanser at the same time, where it's like we might bring some people up, we might reboot some people. So who knows? It, it, it wouldn't shock me. It, get in here, Damien. Here's why there.
2: Motor Torque might be onto something because the schism formerly known as the grizzled young vets had asked Mm. for their release. And now they haven't been, they're just going to wait out their contracts. So they're not going to be on NXT. They're just going to wait until October for their contracts to expire. Joe Gacy has been running on main event from what I've been, from what I've seen to get a test run of how he's going to be, I guess, accepted on the main roster, not in the schism gimmick though, not as the, the, the soup version of Bray Wyatt.
0: Cult leader but, type yeah. thing. Yeah.
2: But it would make sense for Gacy to be part of the Wyatt Six, along with, you know, uh Bliss, Bray, and whomever they throw in there. But that is actually that's not too far off from Motor talk. So that's that's actually a really good point.
0: We'll find out. We got a lot going on the next couple of days. He hey, he might be right on the money. He might be our prognosticator uh du jour. Who knows? We will find out. But let's switch gears here. If we have some time at the end, we can get into some more draft talk at the top of our hour, depending on how fast we move through things here. So the other big drama of the week is uh, WWE. I'm sure I can't seem to go like a week or two without uh, someone filing a lawsuit against <laughs> <laughs> for something of some sort. There's always going to be something and we got a new one. So what's interesting about this one is it's one of the former writers, a female writer, suing WWE and Vince McMahon over offensively racist scripts and also treatment in the workplace. So what's interesting here is uh, Vince is named in the suit, Stephanie and other WWE executives, uh, the lady by the name of Brittany Abrams has filed this in the Eastern district of New York. And she's accusing the company of releasing her after she was subjected to multiple instances of offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in WWE scene scripts that she pushed, pushed back against. And she's claiming retribution and such for not going along, I guess with, you know, this stuff where it gets interesting is that in the suit, she specifically names uh, examples of different issues that uh, she voiced opinions against and didn't, you know, she brought up objections to for different reasons and that it was an ongoing issue. So to throw out a couple things here, uh, there was talk about uh, Bianca Belair and Apollo Crews that she had voiced objections to. Uh, the former writers said to have raised concern regarding Crews using a stereotypical and exaggerated Nigerian accent we when he when he got his whole makeover and was mm-hmm. at the time I figured I figured that had to do with Black Panther being popular at the time when that happened. And uh, she also objected to a scene where Bel Air was scripted to say, quote, uh-uh, don't make me take off my earrings and beat your ass, end quote. So yeah, some racially charged things that I don't know when we were getting ready to come on the air, Damien, and we were kind of touched on this real quick. When I saw this suit, the first thing that came to mind to me was like, you know, I don't doubt what she's saying's is true. I don't doubt what she's saying is true, and I'm not surprised. But at the same time, it's just like when it's a multi-million dollar company with, you know, it's still the wrestling business, but at the same time, it's like. God damn, sometimes they just can't get out of their own way, no. it seems, with this kind of stuff. And uh, there's there's more stuff, but I guess initial reactions to uh, what we're hearing here. Damien, you get in first.
2: Like I told y'all before we got on air, are, are we really surprised? No. This is probably one of the least shocking things that I've heard from WWE or WWF, what have you. Uh, just goes back to even long before... The uh, sexual assault cases by Vince McMahon. This is what happens, and we talk. We've talked about this ad nauseum. This is what happens when the same type of writer has been hired by WWE, who went to the school of Russo, nah. and they. And, and, and that's how. And shout to Jerry Springer, R.I.P. You know, King of Crash TV. Uh, just this is what happened. You have caricatures, and I know wrestling is supposed to be this, you know, exuberant, over-the-top thing, but this ain't 1982. I don't need cocoa beware with the bird. I don't need Junkyard Dog with the chain doing a headbutt and barking like a dog. I don't need anything like that. I just need my wrestlers to have to 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 be good between the ropes, give a decent promo, and keep it moving. But. And my su- what really surprised me going back is that the fact that the Nigerian accented Apollo cruise was allowed to make air. Because if you remember when that first started, we're all like, what the, m-? like, he's, <laughs> he's forcing this, this, this smells forced. And then they made his little giant friend, you know, uh, Commander Aziz, like one of his militia, really right. a Nigerian militia. That would not have come from a person of color if they were on the writing staff and had full say. No way in hell. There would have been more tasteful ways to do that. If you go back, Jamal had said something last week about the booking of Sasha when she was in NXT. Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. So it's one of those things where WWE just likes to see people of color in one set mind, thinking that's going to be the end-all, be-all. Crime time. Bianca in NXT with the hold my ear, you know, hold my earrings or mm -mm, when she was like over the top. So am I really surprised by this? No. What I'm surprised as is how much money she's actually suing for. I don't think she's suing for enough if you, if you really want my opinion, but here's another question. Does this change anything? Will WWE bring in writers who aren't a-holes and I don't even want to say racist. I'll say culturally insensitive thinking it's all good to say whatever you want backstage in a publicly traded company and not get put on blast. Like is, is, is this going to elicit any sort of change? I
1: right, cry. I'm getting in here. Um, I, so I, I'm looking, i actually have the, um, case notes in front of me. Um, it's right. 31 pages of it. And I'm, and I'm sifting through a lot of the stuff. Um, the interesting thing about it is that I'm not entirely sure what specifically she's suing for? If she's suing for the racist stuff, she's not going to win that case, right. because there's a precedent of worse things happening to make air. Uh, whether it happened back then, whether we look through those things that happened back then um, through the lens of today's culture, um, it, you know, it is what it is. The fact that you mentioned Coco Beware, the fact that you mentioned well, hell, John Cena's you know run after the prototype of mm. uh, the Doctor Thur- Thugonomics. Um, when he was basically cosplay and Mark Wahlberg. Um, you have uh, Crime Time, you have um uh what what was that thing called? The LWO. Uh you have uh, what's super crazy the Mexico's oh what, that's what Mexicans, oh, yeah, oh, that right was... yeah. in right. the lawnmower. Um, oh lawnmowers, right? and let us not yeah. forget about Kerwin White. Uh-huh. Right. Kerwin White. So and that goes I mean, and we're talking 20 years at this point. And it, God forbid it goes back further than that, with the Iron Sheik and and, and so on. Uh, you're playing up political tensions of the day, uh, you know, playing up stereotypes and, and 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 playing against people's prejudices and stuff like that. Uh, how do you get people to boo you? Talking a funny accent, Lana, who's from Florida. Uh, you know, I mean that's that's what they've, they've been doing. That's what they've made their career on: right. the Nation of Domination. Were heels. Let's not forget that. Yeah, um, black military. Um, very true. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, uh, you know, the Godfather left the nation to become a professional pimp. So, <laughs> small business owner or what? Either way, uh, that's not going to change. That's what they have made their 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 money on. And unless you're going to, I don't know how you legislate that. You know free speech, like that. That's that's one thing. Um, now, if she's suing for the retaliatory the retaliatory actions taken against her after she uh, blew the whistle uh on, on the whole on the whole thing, then yeah, that's a problem and that's illegal. So, I'm not entirely sure what will actually change. I'm very interested to see where this goes. Um, Muhammad Hassan, mm. and I'll leave it at that. Yes.
0: Yeah, that, that that was a big one, and, and in that kind of same vein, one of the other stories she brings up involves uh, Aaliyah Mansoor and uh, Angel Garza that apparently a story was being pitched for where, let me reread this part here, it says, uh, Ms. Silverson Plaintiff pitched that Mansoor has a secret that he's keeping from Aaliyah. They were supposed to be trying to do a love triangle thing, and one of the other writers disagreed with the secret and wanted that they wanted to use for the character and instead pitched how about we have the secret be that he's behind the 9-11 attacks so oh. mansoor who now think about it <laughs> logically here mansoor isn't that darn old so for him to be behind 9-11 he would have had to be would a he ever
1: even been alive time. for that he would he would be, 11, but he would yeah, be like I mean,
0: six or something, you know.
1: Yeah, no. I, but then again, I would love to see like Boss Baby Mansoor, you know, <laughs> riding, know, uh, yeah, trying to board a flight, you know, United oh Flight Eleven, because that was that yeah. would be what it would be. That's insane. Yeah, yeah there, There's some crazy
0: stuff now. One thing you mentioned that I thought was was of note, uh, Jabal, when we were going through this was that everything she's bringing up. This is inside the writer room, the writer's room talk. This isn't stuff that was like put through and actually happened. So she's bringing up all these scenarios that like, you know, came up in the course of the workday and were being pitched, but one way or another, they didn't happen, whether it was her voicing out against it. And then she's claiming a retaliatory action for, you know, not going along with these ideas that kept coming up That She's just like, what the hell are y'all even doing? But I just, I look at him like, I don't know how you would prove this in court especially in a business like wrestling where there's just so much ridiculousness so and my my theory was as soon as i saw it i was like you know what's gonna happen they got this big merger going on she's gonna get a really nice payday to to make this go away and it probably won't go that far and we're gonna get these stories about it and she'll get paid a nice sum of money to uh kindly you know just let's 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 make this go away because we gotta merge with ufc and get this new company going so I don't know. It's some of this stuff. Apparently they wanted to have a uh, Shane Thorne when he was there. They were going to make him the crocodile hunter because he's he going to
2: hunt people. Oh no. Yep.
1: So I, I wonder, he- I wonder what the particular color of these people would be that he would be hunting. Mm. <laughs> oh, it, It's not
2: killer croc. That's for
0: sure.
1: But, <laughs> <laughs> they tried this it's with so, skinner <laughs> it didn't
2: work yeah, the yeah. First i mean
0: time. but what gets me is like so much of it sounds like stuff out of the 80s mm-hmm. you know with the super like you know heavy gimmick stuff Where it's like we gotta have a wrestling plumber like you said skinner we gotta have a guy who's actually gonna be a hunter and we'll go down to the swamp and film vignettes of him like well wasn't that um adam rose's
1: first gimmick Oh, when he was um, um, what was his name? Leo Kruger. Oh, Leo Kruger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. When he was
0: like supposed to be another South, like South African, like military mercenary mm-hmm. or something, like poacher yes. or
1: something like that. Yeah. Um. So, so one of the things and I'm looking at the actual cause. So the first charge that she says it brings up is uh, Title Seven, and it says that it shall be unlawful employment practice for an employer to fail to refuse to hire or discharge any individual or otherwise to discriminate against in any individual respect with to his compensation, terms, conditions, and privileges of employment because of their race, color, religion, or sexual or national, sexual or national origin. She's going to have to prove that because I don't care who you are. If they have the plan for you and you don't accept the plan, you sit on the bench. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. not indicative of race, color, creed, or national origin. Um, If Rusev doesn't want to be a Bulgarian brute, he wants to be, a pro gamer, okay. Then, if Vince doesn't go with that, it doesn't happen. And we hear all the time about how, like, for example, the New Day, um, how he wanted them to be uh, God's property, uh, Kurt Franklin's backup group. <laughs> I remember, um, that, yeah. and stuff like that. And then, you know, and they kept fighting for and fighting for them to not be that. But if they had just done it to go along to get along, because that's what it is—the power dynamic of wrestling—is the issue um irrespective of race, creed, color or gender the question is is that can she bring up because if I'm WWE's lawyer I'm going to bring up every other time we've shot down a stupid idea from a white person that has come about because if Val Venus doesn't want to be a porn star he doesn't he doesn't get on TV if Nia Jax doesn't want to be whatever her gimmick was or Mandy Rose or whatever you know there have been those things where like well I don't want to kiss this woman Oh, I don't want to have a live sex show on TV or whatever. But you had to go along to get along, and that was irrespective of race, creed, color, or gender. So she's going to have to prove those very specific things, uh, aside from just the power dynamic of literally one guy controlling your fate from the top to the bottom, and that's going to be a tough sell. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Because let's say that she doesn't settle, and if she goes through with it already, she wins this case what does that look like for wrestling in general? Because if you get a a thing that you don't like for reasons, you could set precedent and say, well, hey, they forced WWE to not have these racially charged, culturally sensitive um, storylines. And now here you are, you know, feuding with real life couples or something like that, like with between uh, Adam Cole and Soraya and her boyfriend, um, you know, and, and so on. What if they don't want to do it? Could they bring up this legal precedent of a case that somebody already won against storylines that may be too taboo? It'd be, it will be an interesting world in the writer's room. If that goes into effect.
0: Yeah, it, it would create some definite changes in how things are done in wrestling. If, if that were to happen, I can't see how it would happen, but who who knows? Who knows? And, in in this day and age, it's like we're in such a different time now that who knows if she's got the right lawyer, maybe she can pull something off here. I I yeah, it's it's hard to fight WB because Laura knows they got money and they'll stall this thing out in court if she doesn't want to take a settlement and then in the end it just comes down to, how do you how do you prove this? And I guess I guess how do you prove damages this is the really the hard part where it's she's you know gotta prove retaliation that is specifically because of voicing right. her displeasure
1: with these specific instances at work. Yeah, she would have to prove that somebody's losing money because they turned down a bad uh, storyline. When and that and that storyline is specifically based on race, creed, color, or gender. Right now, yeah. if your storyline bombs and you know you get a name change, because Eric Young would be defended number one uh, for WWE. <laughs> Because he's been through a number of different changes with his gimmick and with his character, and 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 uh, what's what's the uh, the guys' names that were big in NXT? Um, Connor and Victor, the Ascension, oh, the Ascension, the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be another. Like, well, they're very white, and we gave them a thing, and it didn't work, and we sent we sent their asses home. Um, so she would have to prove that something. It's happening to one and not the other. So that would be interesting to do so. Um, one other interesting thing, of course, as I'm thinking about all of the very racist and culturally insensitive um, gimmicks they have, uh, of course, who could forget Chuck and Billy's wedding on SmackDown?
2: Oh, right. oh.
0: <laughs>
1: that they actually because, uh, got take like mainstream out publicity. That's a whole different
0: problem, right? Yeah. Oh my god. The, different times, different times. I think all of it's like god, that was like 20 years ago, but yeah. I who know. They it's interesting. It's interesting. But that, the the, bo- the most interesting thing was like all the concrete examples given to this of like this is how this writer's room is in 2023. It's still like this with crazy ideas coming up and if anything if, I, if I'm WWE I'm looking at this and I'm like what the hell's going on in the writers' room? And who are some of these people we're hiring that are pitching ideas like Mansoor did nine eleven? That's if I'm that guy named in this. He's suit, the
1: same guy that pitched God. that um uh, uh um what's the name? Aaliyah Mysterio is is involved with a, a dude that's twenty years younger than her. He's also right, pitched buddy, the same guy that Stephanie McMahon got knocked up and drugged on her uh, in Vegas and got legally married you know she's <laughs> to her real guy life guy husband like, yeah to her real life husband so oh, yeah that, oh. that guy he's or the guy the, that
2: the, in, the incest angle with vince and stephanie that was going to make air but thankfully didn't so right.
1: uh you know uh vince cheated on linda while she uh. was in a coma right <laughs> she was catatonic in a wheelchair right. oh my god Crazy until she guy. wasn't and she pulled the kevin ash and got out of the wheelchair so yep there you There's go. a legal precedent for this. I'm not saying it's all good. I'm actually saying none of it's good. It's horrible, <laughs> but it will be interesting to prove targeted attacks.
0: Right. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Stay tuned folks. We'll see what happens with this story. Just came out this week. And I guess she just filed a couple weeks ago. So this is just starting up. So we'll see if anything happens with it. All right. We got time for our third topic of the night. So let's switch gears. We mentioned earlier, people showing up in new companies. And one of the breaking stories this week is that any second now, heck it might be happening tonight since they do have their show on Thursday nights, impact wrestling seems to be the destination of choice for the former Naomi, who apparently now be known as Trinity star. And it sounds like she is coming to impact. It's more than just a one-off and people have I've seen mixed reactions to this personally when I saw it I got pretty damn excited because one thing we've talked about for some time on here is that if one thing impact has going on it's their women's division Correct. they have a stacked women's division with tons of talent and how their main event and shows they just main event in their last pay-per-view were Jordan Grace and Diana Perrazzo. so like their women's division is treated really well and featured in a strong Way and Naomi Trinity Star, whatever you want to call her, she's only going to add to that. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, she, you know, she went to Japan like Sasha." And I guess there's there's talk that there might have been financial reasons that couldn't happen. Star, who knows what's going on with stardom and their financial situation if they can afford another, you know, fly in from the states. But regardless, Impact seems to be where she's showing up, and the big thing that jumps out at me is there's a lot of fresh matchups for her there. Hmm. And then also correct me if I'm wrong, but uh she is one of the products of the, the performance center, right? She's never wrestled anywhere else prior correct. to this.
2: Correct. She, was she, went, she, went
0: from being, she went from being a dancer to yeah, to, to this. So we've never seen uh Naomi outside of the WWE machine. So that's always intriguing to me. And if she's going to do it anywhere, impact with all the fresh matchups that can happen there I'm really uh curious to see this so Damien you're you're always a, a big uh promoter of women's wrestling on here so let's let's get your thoughts on this Naomi to impact good or bad
2: great forget good this is a great move for her one limited schedule impact likes to tape True. their stuff like three or four shows in one day keep it moving like old NXt then she could potentially work cons, indie shows, provided she's not on television, like the rest of her Impact friends tend to do over in Sammy's uh, court. So, and here's the thing that you mentioned before that actually just tripped my mind. She gets to actually go to a place where she can improve her in-ring acumen. Impact is the place to do that because you have so many, if you want to call them ring generals, in impact from the women's division, that you can have banger matches with just about everybody on that roster while still improving your craft. Because well, like you said, she is a property of the Performance Center Old School FCW back then.
0: Yeah, way back. She's been there so a long time.
2: She has steadily improved her her performer, just as a Funkadactyl into what she was now with the feel the glow. The most over woman at that Royal Rumble a couple years ago when she made her return, but she was getting better at the in-ring portion of it. Now she gets to go to a company where they focus on the wrestling, where they focus on the actual art of professional wrestling, while still having characters. Obviously, we still got Josh Matthews on commentary. I I, I would rather not call have him call my matches, but I like this because she couldn't have gone to Japan she would have played second fiddle to to Mercedes. She couldn't have got AEW because look what they did to Taya Valkyrie. Imagine what they're going to do with Trinity, what we talk about, Tony Khan's new toy, and then two weeks later, yeah, I don't want to play with you anymore. So this was the perfect way for her to build her brand because we talked about branding earlier, and they continue to improve her in-ring product. I see this as a win-win from both sides.
1: Giant grab. 100% uh, agree. Uh, I, and I, we we say this often, and unfortunately, it's on Impact. Impact has to step up. They have yes. to get a bigger footprint. They have to invest more. Uh, damn, you Hootie, and those damn owls! Uh, spend money on Impact. Now, this is also the way to do it too by building a, a roster, uh, a notable roster, and you know, and going there. Now, obviously, for her, as you know, Damian touched on, this is clearly the best move for her to grow as a wrestler grow her brand, uh, have the time to take, you know, as much time as she wants outside of the ring um, and do what she needs to do and, and just present herself in a way that we've never seen before because she's literally only been on one company on TV. So good on her for that. Um, I think the rest comes, can come whenever it wants. Japan will always be there. Uh, You know, Saudi Arabia will always be there. Mexico will always be there, but I think this is the perfect opportunity to reestablish herself outside of the WWE ecosystem and uh, Trinity star. I want to see, you know, what that, what, what that brand looks like, you know, what that logo looks like, what that merch looks like. Um, And then of course, going out there and doing the work, which, you know, she's never been afraid of the work and, 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 you know, impact for all of its faults, uh, they seem to take a step forward and then a step and a half or two steps back. But but goddamn it, Impact! It, it's it, you got to invest. You can't be the Pittsburgh Pirates of wrestling forever. Uh, you gotta you gotta hang in there and 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 you know and, and just and just push forward, uh, whether that's with a better TV deal or you know a better subscription service or something. But the reason why it's surprising that she went to Impact is because AEW can offer her a lot of the same things, <clears throat> not creatively maybe, but offer her a lot of the same things from a financial and a logistical standpoint with a much larger audience. And that's not on, that's not on, on, on uh Trinity to, to ponder. Um, if the money's there, you're going to have to decide for your family, which one is, is more valuable to you. So, you know, good on her. I, I'm excited for it. You know, and, and unfortunately she went to impact and that's not, you know, that shouldn't be the the thing that it, it shouldn't sound that way, but because it is impact and, you know, they're on right now on, you know, impact.ru or wherever the hell they broadcast, um, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to find her. And that's the hardest part about building an audience is getting people to find you. So good luck to her. Uh, and, uh, and I think she'll kill it, but, um, the question is, will people see it?
0: Yeah. That's the number one. That was the number one takeaway I heard from folks that weren't happy about it It was like, well, I'm not going to be able to see her. They're like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the ongoing story of impact for years now. It's just the via, the visibility of their product, just being on access and then being on a YouTube here and there. And it's just, they got to do something to raise their profile because they have, it's not the same old TNA. It used to be whenever I do manage to see impact. It's a very different product than it used to be. And I'm always just like, you know, if I could get to, get to this easier and not have to go out of my way to make a real effort to see it. And it was just around like all these other shows are it. I'd watch it a heck of a lot more, but that's, that's old, old story. We always say about with impact here, someday hopefully it'll happen because they got a lot of talent there they got a lot of damn talent so excited to see what happens with Trinity she's she, I think there's nothing but possibilities for her and that's gonna be the exciting part is that there, there's no downside to this for her so and I think Jamal just nailed that because all the other options that people are like why didn't she do this why didn't she do that you know what she still can this is just stop one right. this is just the first stop, stop outside the bubble so we'll see what happens We'll see what happens. Like we said earlier, you stay tuned, and we see what happens with these wrestlers. So, we are at the top of our hour. We have like nailed this like right on time this week. Some very compact (laughs) show.
2: Mm -hmm, Yes, I
0: I was thinking we might have some extra time left, but no, we are tight and right on top of things this week. So, as we said at the beginning of the show, Thursday nights, eight PM, every Thursday live twitch youtube twitter all your social media platforms we stream live with your big Gold belt wrestling podcast the next day it drops in podcast form on all your preferred podcasting platforms around 10 a.m that hops out on friday morning so if you want your audio version you can get your audio version you want your video version it exists all over the place in the meantime biggoldbelt.com for all your uh wrestling needs comic book needs like i said we got some people at a premiere tonight for a very big movie that's uh coming out in a couple weeks that's why a two james isn't here so there should be some news about that coming soon if you're into marvel stuff but yeah all kinds of stuff at biggoldbelt.com and of course it's at biggoldbelt on all social media twitter instagram etc same handle no matter where you look Thanks for tuning in tonight, folks. We'll be back next Thursday at 8 p.m. Check out the draft. Check out some wrestling. See what's going on with Trinity. All that good stuff. And we'll see you here next week, folks. Thanks and talk to you later.